got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I got expenses, the wind is expensive. I've been reading all the work, I've been doing better work, and I've been shutting down the stars. And welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name is Kevin Hill, here with Richie Daigle, as always. And Richie, did you have a very good Bobby Bonilla day this year? Oh, it was fantastic. I always, you know, send lots of messages to various friends saying happy Bobby Bonilla day. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun day to celebrate because this is one of those contract agreements that was put in place several years ago that has long-term implications. It does have long-term implications, and it kind of highlights kind of what we're going to be talking about today, about how to advise your customers that they are, or clients, really, that there's some things they need to worry about, some things that they're going to do wrong, and to steer and lead them in the right direction. We're going to do that in just a few minutes with Cassandra Gaines, everyone's favorite attorney or lawyer, and the host of Mad Games, which is now here on Freight Waves TV every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. But let's talk about Bobby Bonilla. It's not actually today. It is July 1st. It is. Every it is. year, July 1st for the next 15 years, I guess, right? It goes on. And it has been going on for some time. And it will continue to go on. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier. How do you, you know, okay, let's put yourself into the Mets front office back in 2011 when this, or back in 2000 when this whole thing went yeah, down. Yeah, let me read this real yeah. quick, right, from the, the article that the Mets released Bonilla in January of 2000, but were still on the hook for a $5.9 million salary that season, believing they were poised to make a significant profit through their investments with none other than Bernie Madoff, Mets ownership, the Wilpons, Instead, agreed to defer Bonilla's salary with 8% interest and spread it across 25 years, starting in 2011 to 2035. Well, the Madoff Ponzi scheme fell apart, as we all know, and Bonilla's $5.9 million swelled to $29.8 million from 2000 to 2011. So that means the Mets are paying Bonilla every July 1st $1.19 million until he's 72 years old. It's a great deal for Bonilla. It is a great deal for Bonilla. But if, you know, there's a lot of things that, that jump off the page of me here. Like if you're the Mets, you know, they have a lot of emotion involved in this decision that's being driven by some, some greed, right? And there's not a lot of rational thinking here. Like you got to think through what's the worst case scenario. What's our risk here? What, if you were there to try to sway them and change history, what would you tell the Mets to uh, possibly change their mind? I, I would probably start with diversification of your portfolio, right? You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, especially when uh, that person you're trusting with your investments ends up becoming a bird, you know, being made <laughs> off, right? You know, the, the greatest Ponzi scheme of all time. Uh, what's the worst that could happen? Well, that is, and it really hurt the Mets as a Mets fan. It is, uh, it's bittersweet always, but at least the Wilpons finally are in, became in the, got back into the financial situation where they could actually sell the Mets. True. But like, okay, like in 2000, they don't know that yet. And so they don't know that this whole thing is going to go terribly, but there's still some, some signs here that could have said, Hey, maybe don't do this. And so how do you, how do you walk into a room and not only have the conversation, but actually get them to say, 
you know, we're, we're going to pull back, we're going to reevaluate. I, I think you have to write, ask the right questions. And, um, and we posted this out on, on LinkedIn, and, and Chris Witt had, had the, the, the best suggestion right here. Uh, he's president and CEO of Compass Global Logistics. Much better to ask the right questions, all caps. Guiding your clients to the conclusion that they are doing it all wrong than they think it is their idea, making them much more likely to seek change and accept help from you. When you tell them outright that the process they built is all wrong, they usually become defensive and closed off. So you really do have to have to ask the, the right questions, but sometimes you have to, you know, start with the cold hard truth too, and then maybe ask questions. Well, what happens? What happens with that? You're kind of leading them, but you lay out sort of the the, the worst case scenario, kind of like a lawyer. Yeah, I, I, like a you know a lawyer, you you pay a lawyer a fortune to tell them that you're doing it all wrong, and then you have to pay them another fortune or her uh, a, another fortune to to do the work and, and read documents. Yeah, it, it's the same I mean, thing. Paying but, a lawyer to read documents hurts a great deal. I tell you that yeah. it, it does. <laughs> and it's it's kind of the same thing with like a psychologist or a therapist, right? Like you're going to pay them some money, and they're going to tell you uncomfortable truths as well. That's exactly but a, right. Yeah. But a big part of that, and they'll tell you, is it's not too often that they just come out and hit you over the head with this with these types of uncomfortable truths. Oftentimes, they're wanting to guide you so that you can, you know, confront that yourself. Which which makes it worse, right? Because then you have to own your own problems, exactly. or you can still push it off on the lawyer. <laughs> so the lawyer can still fix your problems. You don't have to do it all yourself. With the therapist, you really do have to do all the work yourself. It's and true. it's not fun. No. Well, let's bring on our favorite lawyer here on Freight Waves TV, Cassandra Gaines from Mad Gaines. Again, on Freight Waves TV now, every Friday at 3 p.m. How are you doing, Cassandra? Oh, she is not available yet. So we'll bring in her on in, in just a second. Yep, yep. We can, uh, yeah. Yeah, so let's go over to our next LinkedIn response from John Piper. Uh, about this question we asked on LinkedIn last night. If the right approach is taken, clients have a much deeper appreciation for the business relationship and helps further build the personal relationship. I'd like to start with putting the situation back on me and start with it. In my experience, I found that X generally works better than Y. Here's a just suggestion, keyword suggestion, that you may find helpful in your business. No one likes to be told what to do. However, a suggested path or multiple ideas and let the clients pick their path uh, forward. What would you have, uh, what options would you have given them that? Yeah, you know, I think that <clears throat> he hit the nail on the head there and he said, no one likes being told what to do, right? And so I think that a lot of times in communication, you come in across situations where you have logic, and reason, and rationality, mm -hmm. and you have emotion. And if you try to bump up against uh, emotion with logic and reason, it usually just bounces right off. You have to address and bring to the surface whatever emotion may exist in that communication in order for whatever rational, reasonable argument that you have to really sink in uh, or be discovered by, by the person you're, you're speaking with. Okay. That's, so I, if I was going back to the Mets, I would say something like, it seems like you have a lot of faith in this Bernie Madoff situation. Let's let's talk about that. And do you think like what what may happen if this goes sour? What what's going to be the result? And see if they start uncovering some of these potentialities. And uh, you know maybe maybe that would have changed things. Maybe not. So I think since ready, but I want to ask you this real quick. What's worse, losing what was about twenty million dollars in the hole, or being the laughing stock of the, the of sports? 
well, what are the financial ramifications of being the laughing stock of sports? <laughs> so. I don't know. It's, it's free publicity, actually. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think Cassandra's ready now. So let's welcome Cassandra. I don't know if you heard me dogging lawyers while, uh, but before, before I tried to introduce you before, but uh, how are you doing tonight? I am great. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Good topic. It is a good topic. You know, I mean, lawyers always give you the, the uncomfortable truths, right? It's you so know, true. it is true. You know, you know, sometimes you have to tell your clients, you know what, two to five years in a federal penitentiary is the best deal you're going to get. <laughs> so here's why you should accept it, this, these deals. Right. So uh, tell us uh, kind, of, kind of your philosophy about telling customers uncomfortable truths, kind of leading them in the right direction. I like this topic because I make money off of uncomfortable truths and problems and things going wrong. And so this is like perfect for my area, what I do every day. But I think that for everyone else who's dealing with problems and they have to deliver bad news to their customer, I this is what I see often because I'll help my clients through this process with their customers. But often... There are ways you can make it into an opportunity when you have a problem, right? And it's the same for lawyers, too. We make it into an opportunity because that's what we're hired to do in a way. But this is what I do. I take a problem and I articulate it in a way that makes the customer feel really good about what's going on um, because they have my help. And let me illuminate that for you so that people who are watching can translate it into their own world. I'll tell you what people often do with, for example, because it's freight, right? There are problems all the time. And let's say a broker has a cargo claim. Cargo's completely messed up or it's stolen. How about we'll use that one? The cargo, the full truckload is completely gone. And the carrier has been blown off the broker forever. And then finally the broker finds out that it's stolen. And the broker sits there and is like, my customer is going to kill me. I don't even know how to tell my customer this. And I'll tell you what the idiots do. Because everybody watching the show is not an idiot. This is a great show. The idiots <laughs> delay the entire process. They don't talk to their customer. They're nervous. They're avoiding the situation. They're trying to see if they can solve it, find it. They call the cops. They're trying to figure it out, right? And they miss the opportunity to show their customer that the value of having you know, them as a broker, because all y'all listening to this free comes with problems every single day. You are not the first person to come to your customer with bad news about pricing, freight, delivery times, anything. They've seen it all before and they work with 20 other people who tell them the same thing. So to make yourself shine, a great way is to come to the customer immediately with great communication on the phone and not not text messages. Sorry, trying not to swear on your show. I can't remember if you told me not to swear or not. <laughs> but not text messages or like little things. No, come with a plan. Make yourself look really good. Hey, here's a situation. An entire shipment has been stolen. And here is what we are going to do to address the problem. We've investigated and we have created a report for you to review. And it has all the facts. Um, and you can use it to show your superiors who are going to be angry about this. Here are the next steps. Here's the investigation. Here's everything we're going to do. So you make it look like, uh, yeah, this really sucks that this happens, but here's our next steps. And I'm going to take control of the situation and I have your back. And then you're going to look better than everyone else who's had a stolen shipment. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Of course. Does it make sense, Richie? 
Yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, the velocity. Old, the old saying that dirt swept under a rug is still dirt. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It, 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 it it's is piling up under that rug. And I, I learned as a broker velocity. You know, just getting back to people quickly. Getting back to, I mean, that's like ninety percent. If you have a plan, that's just uh, icing on the cake, really, because a lot of the, your average broker will delay, delay, delay. And you know, I, I, I think the the weirdest situation that I really had to convey that was, you know, I had claims, had stolen stuff, but uh, Mexican Mexican customs agents uh, detained a trailer at the bridge. Mm. They basically impounded yeah. it, and I had no idea how to get it out. Yep. So I had to lean on a lot of people to do that, but. You have to let you let your customer know, yeah, that shipment, it's in, in the hands of Mexican customs because we kind of screwed up. The customs broker kind of screwed up, but you kind of screwed up. We're all kind of responsible for this, but then you have to take the fall too. Yeah, for sure. And here's the action plan. And here's what I'm going to do because for all of you out there listening to and thinking, how am I going to address this problem? There's so many idiots out there and they're going to mess it up that if you just do the extra mile and the research and make everything look good and communicate it in a great fashion, you're going to look so good compared to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy, but you know, the thing Kevin and Richie that people forget about is follow-up. I think people often forget about that part. They're like, great. I communicated the plan and they go back to their crazy world, which is really busy. And they forget to follow up to resolve the issue because there's no ROI on these problems, right? Mm -hmm. You're not making a commission off of them. They're kind of capturing your mind and wasting your time. So I think people forget about the follow-up and they lose credibility with their customers as well. I don't know if you guys have experience with that. Oh, yeah. I, I think we all do. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, direction is more important than position. And, and, and I think so many people, they hide and they don't communicate because they are desperately trying to change that position, right? The position may be that the cargo is stolen and it's a crappy mm -hmm. situation to be in. And so they're trying to fix that position. It, whereas it'd be better to just control the direction. Here's what we are doing. Let's follow up. Let's stay transparent. Let's get things moving in the right direction towards a good outcome or some sort of outcome that we can all get our heads around as opposed to desperately trying to change reality, which can be, you know, just make things worse. Always. Absolutely. You always make things and worse. Then, oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say, I love, I love what he's saying here because... I think that um, I think that often problems will go away as well or resolve themselves on their own, but you got to capitalize on that situation. Like if you continuously follow up and you're communicating about the problem and it does become resolved and you didn't have to do too much, that's even better for you versus the lack of follow up, the lack of communication or the delays, uh, which is what everybody does. Don't do what everybody does. What's the ancient saying? You know, problems are nothing but opportunities. Yeah. And, and that's really sure. true, right? I mean, they're just opportunities. And if you lay out the solutions, no matter how hard they, they are, if you're going in that direction, going back off Richie's point, you're going in that direction and offering solutions, you will get yourself out of this hole. And everybody else will. But if you deny real mm -hmm. reality, uh, you're going to be stuck there for a long time. I encourage people that whenever, especially if you're new, it doesn't matter whether you're a carrier or your shipper, whatever you're doing and you're watching the show, every time a problem comes up, I, I think you should create an SOP, a standard operation, operating procedure, every time. And you can do it quickly in your Apple Notes, your Google Keep, wherever, but do it. Every time a shipment is delayed, I take these four steps. And every time you know we have damaged or rejected cargo, I take these four steps. And with experience comes 
a smoother process through all these problems. And then the problems, again, you're looking good because you're handling it better than a bunch of idiots that are out there working and just trying to get rid of the problems or sweep them under the rug. But you've actually created a business off of problems and you can delegate the problem management to somebody else. It's less time because you've been through it before. You know exactly what to do. And I think that people forget about that process too. I'm like a problem expert. I love problems. They come to me all the time. I make lots of money off of them. I know, right? You're a lawyer. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do. You know, people pay you to read documents. Uh, yeah. And tell great. you what, what your and, options are. Yeah. And tell you what you're doing wrong and tell you how you're screwed in, in a lot of ways. So, um, so that's always important. You know, it, you know, when you're talking about SOPs and building those as things happen, uh, how often do 100-year floods or 100-year weather events happen? How often do black swans happen? Well, there's a different one each and every day, especially in freight. So if, if you're going through a crazy situation, you don't think, oh, that's not going to happen again. It, it probably will, actually. Oh, my God. I love that point. And I want everyone to remember, the people who are listening to this and they're like, ah, you know what? My day goes great. I don't have problems. This is irrelevant to me. Uh, no, 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 no. It's freight. This, these problems will come to you. If, even freight, if they haven't problems. happened, more freight, more problems. I love that saying. It's my favorite That's saying true. in the whole world. But it's so true. And I love that you point on that. You know how many people tell me as well? Like, mm-hmm. Cassandra, I've been in business for 35 years, and I have never had that problem. So let's just move it along. And I'm like, man, it sucks for you when you are going to have that problem because it'll come, and then you won't know what to do. So it's kind of cool to already be educating yourself and being ready for these things. So I think the next great thing to talk about, oh God, I'm taking over your show. Wait, you tell me what the next great thing to talk about. <laughs> oh, what is next? I love I, it. You I got on the problem person. I, I want to give you a um, What's the next It's like, because I tried to think last night about how could we provide absolute value um, with having a lawyer on this show um, instead of, somebody comes in the show and you're like, oh my God, my business is going to die. The world is ending. Oh my God. That's it. That's done. Um, How do you articulate to your customer? Now we we came up with the problems. We came up with the SOPs. We came up with what you shouldn't do, but how do you actually deliver to your customer? Bad news. And you can't really find a way to make it look good. I mean, it's going to, this shit's going to make you look real bad. And maybe we should use an example like the shipment did get stolen and it was a $150,000 shipment. Carrie only has $100,000, but you don't know if the carrier has insurance and your, your company is not going to cover it. You're some little broker. Why would you pay for it? So literally you have to turn around and tell one of your best customers, hey, your shipment's gone and uh, we're not paying for it. That's a hard That's, one. That is an awkward conversation and one that no one wants to have. But if mm-hmm. that's the case, then there's no escaping the reality, right? You can't, you, you can't escape that reality. So you have to come up with something. So what would your suggestion be? Okay. I've had this conversation a lot. And man, <laughs> I imagine you have. Here's, a, here's, I, I like, here's what's going to happen. You have to know what's going to happen because they're going to be angry at first. And there's no avoiding mm-hmm. it. I think, um, did we talk, you guys, I think last week talked about emotion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, with yeah. some of the books that you were reviewing in sales, but there's no avoiding it. They're going to be angry at you because they're mm-hmm. going to say, I hired you and now you're telling me that my goods are gone and it's going to come from my money, even though you made a bad decision. 
So here we go back to whenever you know you're going to face a situation and you're like, I'm screwed. How am I going to have this really uncomfortable conversation? I want you to still come up with a plan. First of all, don't do it on your own. Bring in a leader. Don't ever do this on your own. And I don't mean some jackass you report to this half asleep in the next office. Bring in like a <laughs> CFO or something. Somebody who's really smart and sounds good all the time. Not saying you don't, but it's always good to bring in that like, I brought in my C-level word. This mm-hmm. is high alert. We love you. You're going to be mad, but we're here for you. That kind of situation. Bring in like somebody good. And those finance people, they're always really stoic and serious and they speak really like, they're not salesy. You're the salesperson. You got that. So bring in one of them and then say, and this is, this is what you're going to do. You're going to be ready for them to say, like, I don't even know why we would continue to ship with you, blah, 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 blah. So ask your CFO before you go in the meeting and your leaders have a plan as a team before you go into that meeting. Do not go into it flying by the seat of your pants or you're stupid. I'm going to tell you that. So they're going to be mad and you're going to have plans. One, maybe they really are a good customer and you're going to offer some type of rebate plan. Every shipment you move forward with us for the next six months will give you, and is paid, will give you 10% off to try to accommodate some of this. Uh, Moving forward, how about we look into some shippers' interests, some insurance options for you? Hey, by the way, this is not an anomaly. And don't think the customer doesn't know this. Most brokers and carriers do not pay for these cargo claims in this situation or above $100,000 or above, above the LTL carrier's minimum per weight. So be ready for that too. Here's what we can do in the future moving forward. But this problem isn't an anomaly to us. It happens throughout the industry. Your customer knows that. So be ready as a team to come in with some solutions. Maybe um, maybe here's how we're going to vet our carriers moving forward. You, this problem has changed our entire approach. So that's what I would do. But don't go in off the hip. Don't let them be emotional without a plan and without meeting as a team. That is great advice. It's always great to, to get to get legal advice. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on today, Cassandra. We're out of time. Uh, but who do you have coming up uh, this Friday at 3 p.m. live here on Fruitwaves TV? You know what? I switched things around because of your show. I decided that I'm going to bring back uh, one of my favorite transportation lawyers, Kristen, and we're actually going to talk about problems this Friday. I want to piggyback Perfect. off your show. I think that this is such a great topic. I do too. And 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 please do piggyback off of it because it is a great topic and something that, that everyone uh, needs to, to really look into and, and come up with plans. If, if you're going to stick your client with $150,000, you better be prepared in that meeting. Yeah, mm-hmm. Preparation is king. But thank you so much, Cassandra, for coming on today. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. Love your show. Love it. Thanks, Cassandra. Love yours too. Mad Gains, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, every Friday on Freight Waves TV. Richie, what do you think? It's great stuff. You know, labeling emotions and bringing that to the surface is so crucial. Uh, it is. I, I, think, I think you read that in a book. Yeah. 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 I think it was a book that you recommended to me. I, I think it is. You know, <laughs> a book we talked about last week, too. And that is Never Split the Difference by, by Chris Voss, the must mm-hmm. read. Yep. Yeah. And you see it come up in other books as well. In, it in is, any, yeah. Anything that's psychology, like you have to bring things underneath the surface, up to the surface, and address them. That's the only way you're going to start creating the environment for a good communication. It, it is. you know, And as you said, it, it's, just, it, it's just a rule of life, right? Mm-hmm. It, it is rule of life. And once you're aware of that rule of life, you make better decisions because everyone kind of makes makes that initial decision based on emotion, based on our reptilian mind. Mm-hmm. And then we use rationality to, or use logic to, to rationalize yep. 
what we just decided to do. So it, it's good to, since this is emotional, it's good to take a step back, take a deep breath or two or three, figure things out because that's, you know, that's where money is made is in problems and the solutions to those problems. Life is full of problems and that's just life. the way it is. Just, just life, right? It'd be boring if it wasn't. Yeah. At least you don't have the Mets <laughs> problems where you have to pay someone $1.2 million every year for the next 20 years just because you made a bad decision. But that's going to wrap up for <laughs> Put That Coffee Down this week. Catch us next week here. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expenses. Win expensive. I got expenses.